We are being renewed day by day. Another version said, though our bodies are dying, <laughs> our spirits are being renewed every day. And when I look in the mirror the, every morning, I can attest to that. The bodies are kind of wasting away, and I'm more and more reminded of my, my mom, who her little granddaughter was looking at her one day, and she looked at her, her face, you know, and she touched Nana's face, then she touched her own, and then she touched Nana's neck. And then she touched her own, and then she just said, Nana, mine fits. <laughs> well, I take that to heart these days. But I love the fact that though we can be wasting away, inwardly our souls can be renewed every day. That doesn't have to shrivel up and die, you know? And uh, what are some symptoms? And just yell out, some symptoms of a depleted soul. Just yell them out. What? Well, there you go. Exhaustion. What else? Depression. Anxiety. Fits of anger. Anxiety. Stress, I know. Irritable. How about irritable? You're quickly, you, you, and anxious and lacking in, uh, it's, it's restlessness, grumbling, critical. And we brought a few props here. I was actually wanting to, uh, I had this plant in our house. <laughs> Does it, do you relate to any of this? <laughs> Thank you, Vanna White. <laughs> but you just feel wilted. It's funny, I was going to bring a different plant that was just wilting a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, now that'll be a perfect plant, so I was going to leave it. And here, didn't my husband go and water it? It looks great, ladies, you know. <laughs> but inner, this, this, is how, this is how sometimes we, even as believers, if we let our souls wither, that we can look like this. A soul that is filled, and uh, it says here our spirits are, is renewed, there should be what qualities for a renewed soul? What should be some, some qualities of a soul that is renewed? Peace and joy. Uh, those came to my mind right quick. What? Patience. All the fruit of the Spirit, right? Yes. Gentleness, joy, peace, yes. And the scripture in Ephesians 4.23 says, Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. And tonight, uh, Paul and Mary asked if we would address connection. Because the greatest command, when they, when they asked Jesus, what's the greatest command? Do you remember what he said? You, will, you should love the Lord your God with all your strength, and all your mind, and with all your might, and then your neighbor as yourself. So basically, that's what we're talking about tonight, connecting with God and then connecting with others. We're going to concentrate on the God part <clears throat> tonight, connecting with God. And our souls were made for connection. When God made the world, and he made this beautiful garden, and in it he put two people, Adam and Eve, 
and there was a perfect connection between them. They walked and talked. I don't know what form God took, if it was Jesus in the flesh or what, but there was a com perfect communion and connection. God had only given them one mandate, and that was not to eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, along comes the enemy. The enemy of our souls is lurking wherever. And he basically whispered to them, God is holding out on you. He knows if you would eat that, you would be as wise as he is. And unfortunately, they believed the lie that he delivered to them. And ever since that disobedience, sin entered the world. The connection with God broke. And that's what sin is, is going and doing your own thing trying to be independent. And ever since then, we have been humans populating the earth with a disconnection at the core, a disconnection. Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So there's this disconnection. And in a way, you can look good but you can still be dead. There's a spiritual deadness. And Sonia has another <laughs> little prop here to show us. We can be alive physically. You can meet some beautiful people, but guess what? Some of them, what's wrong with this thing? Huh? It looks pretty good, doesn't it? I mean, she's had that in her house for ages, but <laughs> what's the problem with it? It is fake It's not alive. It can look okay on the outside, but it's dead on the inside. There's never going to be one more blossom growing out of that tree. So there can be, if the people are born into this world spiritually dead, God in his grace had a plan. His plan was to re offer reconnection back to us. What was his his? Uh, his plan was this. The first step is salvation. He, in his amazing grace, implemented a plan to restore us to God. You know the John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that whoever believes will not perish but have everlasting life to move from death to life. And you know, I know you're here in church, but you know, it just could be that some of you, there could be one or two of you, or who knows, maybe more, that in a way, you're a fake. You've never really experienced the life-giving power of Jesus. And I'm just going to just tell you in a couple sentences what it means to be reconnected to God. You know what happened when Jesus came? He, there's a verse that says, which I love this verse in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 20, 21 says, He who knew no sin, that was Jesus, became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So he comes and takes our sin on himself 
And what does he give us? His righteousness. His righteousness. In Isaiah, remember the verse that says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We've gone everyone to our own way. But the Lord laid on him, Jesus, all our sins. The iniquity is of us all. Well, does that just mean that everybody then understands salvation? There is some aspect of it that the Bible says, um, you know, it's more than just understanding and believing the facts, right? It's not just knowing the facts. Yes, Jesus died on a cross. You know what the difference is? Because the Bible says the demons even believe and tremble. So it's not just knowing the facts. It's believing them for ourselves, for us, putting my name in there. I grew up uh, in a singing family. My da our dad was a missionary, and he played guitar. And we would go, even as little girls, singing where he would be preaching. And I would sit in the front seat, and then during the sermon, I would often just stretch out and sleep through the whole thing. And then he'd wake me up at the end to sing a song. I, I got a lot, very spiritual that way. You know? <laughs> well, one night, I sang. Then instead of falling asleep, I started listening to what my dad was speaking. And he was telling about how Jesus had died on the cross. And as a little girl, I mean, I knew that, but it registered at a deeper level, Donna, Jesus died for you. He took your place. And I, I sat there, and I started to cry. You know, God was moving in my heart, you know. <laughs> and I'll never forget what my dad did. He stopped preaching, came down to where I was seated, and he thought maybe I was a little overtired. And he took off his coat, his suit coat, and he covered me with it. And he said, Donna, just get some rest here, thinking I was a little overtired. Then he went back to finish preaching the sermon. He didn't know that at that moment, I was grasping the amazing gift of God's grace. I kind of got it, you know? And so at that very moment, you move from death to life. And you have another little plant, or did, do you have that one? <laughs> oh, here she goes. <laughs> there it is. What kind is that? Bamboo or something? Is that the cutest little plant? <laughs> but it's small, but guess what? It's alive. If anyone is in Christ, you are a new creature. You, something comes alive. Have you experienced that? Many of you have. When you trust Jesus, something comes alive in you, you know? And it's as simple as A, B, C. You first have to, A, admit that you're a sinner, that you have gone your own way, A, then you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you and see you commit your life to him. That's what salvation is. Well, then at that very moment, we get a huge gift. The Holy Spirit comes, that's God in the Spirit, comes to live inside of us. <laughs> and we come, become spiritual like spiritually alive, and he starts changing us. Have some of you experienced the changing power 
of God on the inside. It's called uh, transformation. Another word can be sanctification. That's a big word, but all it means is that Jesus is changing us from the inside out. We used to sing this song, it's Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. There's been a change in my life. So something is happening on the inside. Jesus is changing us. So that's the second S, the salvation, then sanctification. And he's changing us. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, The Lord who is spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. You're changing on the inside, and God is doing the work. It's not just you're trying to be joyful and peaceful. It's like he's producing it in you. And you know what helps? The process for that is the more you get to know him, the more change happens. The more you get to know him, he starts to get bigger on the inside. You start becoming more like him. You start thinking his thoughts. He, and he is like, um, that's why I love the whole um, vine and the branch imagery. Because he said, you stay attached. Because Jesus is the vine and we're branches. And we draw upon his life. So all we have to do is to stay attached, abide in him. And then his life starts flowing through us. You get to know him. Now, I think I'm, the next S on your sheet I wanted to put as, what do we have to do next? How do we stay closely attached? Well, a word I call is surrender. Surrender, just giving your lives to him. All this is going on in helping us be connected to God. It starts with salvation, and then it starts moving us into the whole process of being in the dance with Jesus. You know, I grew up never knowing how to dance. I love watching people dance. Um, in fact, this morning, real early, like, I looked at that little clip. Uh, it's a movie clip of Scent of the Woman where, <laughs> where, where the blind lieutenant takes this girl and does this tango with her. It's just crazy. I think, you know, she is just surrendering to his leading. That's where I think the joyful part of having the Spirit of Christ in us is we start listening to his voice. The verse in Isaiah 30 that I listen to a lot in my mind is, you'll hear a voice behind you that says, go right or go left. Do you feel him sometimes just nudging you to make a call or, you know, uh, avoid that or don't buy that dress or whatever? It's the Holy Spirit guiding us. I've been asking women the last uh, few weeks, uh, how do you connect to God? And several of them have said, I hear him through in my mind guiding me throughout a day. And trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I'm thinking if he is a loving dance partner, why wouldn't I surrender to him? You know, Lord, where do you want me to go today? Just, 
And then it starts, I think, right as you start the day. Start the day with Jesus. I don't know how you start your day stumbling out to get your coffee, but <laughs> I think if we can be intentional about getting to know him and being in this dance, like in the morning, um, on your sheets, there's a verse, Psalm 143.8. Do you have your verses there? I thought it'd be nice if we could just all quote this verse together. <clears throat> in the morning, like when we wake up, to say, Lord, this is, I'm here. This is the day I want you to be Lord of. Can we just quote this verse together? Is it there, the let the morning? All right, let's all say it together. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I put my hope in you. Show me the way I should go, for I entrust my life to you. And then there's another verse that I like to say in the morning. I like to go out onto my deck and kind of deadhead the flowers, and I'm saying these verses. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. So if you could write, as soon as you wake up, say, Jesus, I'm yours today. I'm in the dance. I want to be in the dance with you. And then, I know it's uh, been quoted here so often, to have your chair time. How many of you are pretty committed to having a chair time with Jesus? Quite a few of you. You try to grab a few minutes at the beginning of the morning. And so, that next one we have here is Scripture. I put together the next three on your sheets are Scripture, Solitude, and Silence. Once you just say, Jesus, I'm here, and if you open the Bible, it's amazing. Just a few verses to say, God, speak to me. If we're wanting to connect with him to build that deeper relationship, you put down the phone, <laughs> open the Bible, and just breathe, read a few words, and just ask him to speak to you. That's why I'm so thrilled many of you are going to be signing up for the small groups in which we can encourage each other to get into the Word and then share what God is teaching us. And, you know, to really just take a few verses instead of just dash through them, someone said, you study for information and then you meditate for transformation. You say, Lord, what are you saying to me today? What can I learn about you today? Like um, Sonia and Brian have two little girls, 9 and 11, and they've just moved from Columbus, so school was brand new for them, and I was a little concerned that they would adjust to the new Norwalk schools. And So the day that they were going to school, I thought, well, I'll read something in the Bible and hope that, you know, would, would pertain to them, something encouraging. And uh, so <laughs> I thought, well, maybe I'll go to the Psalms. And then I thought, you know what? I'm reading right in Genesis. Why don't I stay right there and see what God has? I read here about this, you know, Abimelech, the king. And, and I thought, and then this verse popped out. I couldn't believe it. It says this. And this is a pagan king who was talking to Abraham and said this. 
God is obviously with you, helping you in everything you do. I mean, I just underlined that. I thought that's the verse for the girls as they go to school. God is obviously with you, helping you in all you do. Isn't that beautiful? That God can custom design the scriptures to us. You know, some of you are so busy that it's difficult even to find 10 minutes. I like that the pastors have encouraged us to get the little um, app called Lectio 365. And when I'm in the car, I'll just put that on. It's 10 minutes of a devotional, and it's beautiful, you know. So that's another way you could um, encourage and connect with, with Jesus at, during a day. The next S is, and I got this from a lot of people. They said, when, if, if I asked them, how do you connect with God? A lot of people say, worship. How many of you would say, I connect with God through worship? Oh, at least three of you. <laughs> you know, and some people said it was easier to have a little worship and then go into the Bible just to kind of set the stage. But worship just feeds our souls. And even if what whoever you love to listen to, to the scriptures say in Psalm 100, I will sing of your love and justice. I will praise you with songs. When we praise or we listen to praise, we are connecting with the living Heavenly Father. And so I just encourage you, we're going to fly through some of these. And, you know, just as we're going through these, the Holy Spirit might be just tapping you on the shoulder and saying, you know, I could, there's, maybe I could do this one little step. The chapel is always saying we should t be taking one step closer. I'm giving you, actually, these 12 steps tonight real quickly. But it's like even if just one of them registers, that you could move and say, okay, I think maybe I could find some praise music that would lift me closer to Jesus. I, I like to multitask when I listen to the Lectio 365. Yeah. So I, I'll do my morning stretches while I there you put go. on the, the scripture and let it kind of yeah. guide my workout. Or like Renee is leading up here. She does, the if you like, a little more exercise yes. doing the scripture with a little more, you know, Energy. cardio drumming. <laughs> I know. That's uh, Renee does such an amazing thing of incorporating scripture as she's doing the exercise routine. That's so good. So song, next, next one, number eight, is savoring. So we savor the scripture, but then you don't just close the connection. You keep the connection open and savor Jesus the rest of the day, 24-7. You... you you walk through the day with him, practicing his presence. I have an acronym for um, worship. It's walking our road, savoring his intimate presence. Just walk through the, through the day um, conscious of him. Um, most of these pictures I took... Um, Quite a few of them are at Sheldon's because I love to go to Sheldon's and savor. Once we as a family, we went to Gatlinburg, and we were hiking up this mountain, and we were going to go, and there was a Abrams Falls was there, and um, 
So we went to Abrams Falls, but the whole trip up was beautiful. There were butterflies and, and the vista of below the, of the uh, Smoky Mountains. And as we were finishing our, our trek, actually just coming back from the falls, this woman, I turned, we turned to walk down the trail again, and this lady was huffing and puffing coming up. And she looked all hot and bothered, and she just said, I hope it's worth it. Like the falls, it was, was it worth it? And I'm thinking, did she miss the whole trip? You know, she missed all the beauty on the way up. And actually, Sonia went home and wrote a little song called There's Joy in the Journey. Hello, lady. <laughs> there is joy in the, in the journey, you know. And so it just, like, opened my eyes. When I go to Sheldon's, I invariably, I'm just walking. I don't see a thing. And then all of a sudden, I'll remind myself, Donna, open your eyes. Open your eyes. There's something here for you to see. And I think that's how we need to go through the day. Not just in a fog, but where does... And in fact, I asked Sonia if she would sing this song because we both had our anniversaries in the last two days. One day apart. Ours is on 9-11. <laughs> we had our 51st, and they had theirs the day after. But she wrote this song about opening your eyes. So My husband proposed to me in song, and so I got him back by writing him a song for uh, the wedding, and it's called Peas in a Pod. of a feather, we are peas in a pod, we are better off together, when we're walking hand in hand with God, ah, ah, ah. sometimes the sweetest things come by surprise, but sometimes the most I guess it's just, if we really want to connect with God through his word, just through the day, be conscious of him in little things, in little ways, and seeing the beauty around, just say, wow, Lord, that was beautiful. I love that song. <laughs> and in through our senses, just savoring him. When we go to uh, Sheldon Marsh, I go down to the water. Do you ever go down there and you see the water rolling in? And sometimes I just uh, start singing there, especially when, I, when it's stormy. I'll sing, um, my sin, let's see, how's the first verse? 
When peace like a river or comes not my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Wow, we should carry on. <laughs> That's beautiful. You know, you see that, and then when the waves come, I just think of the unending waves of God's mercy in my life. Or if I'm overwhelmed, I go to the, the lake, and I think, it's like, can God handle this problem? I said, it's like going to the lake with a thimble. Now, could the lake possibly fill this thimble? That's how magnificent our God is. There's nothing too hard for him to handle. So open your eyes to the messages that he has all around you. That's why so many of us love the song, uh, How Great Thou Art. When I, it says, O oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout all the universe displayed. And then what's, what's the verse, the chorus says, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art. I think you want to sing it. Then sings my soul, my, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. So ladies, it's, if we want to connect with God, it's not just when you come to church. It's when you have those moments, yeah, when you wake up, stumble out of bed, you say, Jesus, I'm all yours. And then you carry that connection throughout the day. As you look and you watch, is this a message for me, Lord? Is there someone I can talk to? Is there some beauty I can thank you for? And just to be listening, opening our eyes and listening. Sonia and I actually wrote a song called I will listen, and just talks about the different ways that we can listen to him and how he shows up.
your voice is like thunder, sometimes softer than And he does want to speak to us throughout the day. That's why so many of your grandparents loved. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Do you know how much Jesus loves you tonight? And he wants to reveal that love to you throughout any given day. Well, there's another S. Have we got them all here? <laughs> S is service. There is joy in serving, and many of you are so busy, and sometimes we put God on the back burner, but did you know he wants to enter into your workplace with you? He wants to do the dishes with you. <laughs> he wants you to do it out of love for him. On our wedding day, Bill chose one verse, uh, a couple of them, but 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do all for the glory of God. Just to do everything you do and kind of offer it up as you set the table, as you fold clothes, you're doing it kind of to Jesus. Do everything with love. And there's a verse actually that says, 1 Corinthians 16.14, do everything in love. That's what Mother Teresa, she said, do small things out of love. Our, our mother, she was a, an amazing little woman. She, um, she used to say when she'd done something with a lot of care, yes, they're your, your parents. They're slaving away. <laughs> yeah. When we moved in, they gifted us with painting much of our house for a long time. So I'm very, very grateful for well, it was so much fun. service done in love. You can see how much fun we were having. Yes. <laughs> But our mother, she used to say when she had done something with a lot of care and love, she'd say, oh, by the way, I did that with tiny stitches. Well, she got that from this woman who had two little boys. And one uh, day she was, um, just before one little kid had to catch the bus, he remembered this emblem, sports emblem that was supposed to be sewn on his jacket. She says, he said, Mom, he says, oh, so she grabbed the jacket and these big old stitches, she, you know, sewed it on and shoved them out the door and that night, you know, she was tucking them in uh, to bed. He said, um, Mom, that emblem, uh, she said, well, I sewed it on, didn't I? And then he said, yeah, but you use such big stitches. And first she tried to, like, put them off. And then uh, later, when she walked into the room and saw this 
sleeping boys. She said it kind of pierced her heart. And so she said she took the jacket from the floor and she took off that emblem and then she sewed it on again using tiny stitches. So it was just something our mom used to say, oh, I did that with tiny stitches, you know, just to say she had done that with a lot of love. Little things just done for the love of the person you're doing it for, but more for the love of Jesus even. And um, so that's how we connect with God. Even when we serve and we're doing it for Jesus, there's something of Jesus that awakens in us, you know? And he'll again show his love to you. The next S is surprises. See, I, I got that at Sheldon's, obviously. <laughs> because you just keep your eyes open for little, like at our dad's funeral years ago, he loves geese. And as we were out, out at the cemetery, just as the service was in, in the little tent was ending, a flock of geese swooped down and then off into the distance. It was like a surprise from God, you know? Little ways that he can surprise you. Some, I think some here have said when a rainbow shows up or a cardinal, the little touches of, God, of God's love. You, you had one, huh? Yeah, even in our, our move here, we, um, we were surprised. Um, we tried to sell. Uh, or the first house, actually, that came on the market was one with the same exact address as our old house, which was Quail Hollow. Um, <laughs> and it was just kind of like, uh, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> and uh, just kind of how God orchestrated these. You know, you I couldn't know. plan something like that. But yeah, <laughs> they lived in Quail Hollow in Columbus. Yeah. In this very same address. And we guys said, what? You're in Quail Hollow? And the people actually who sold the house, they saw that as a sign and gave it to them. You know, there were other yeah, people yeah. who had offered, and they thought that was a sign. Mm -hmm. You know, so those little things were little coincidences that are actually God touches, showing us, and you know, you've had them, right? And to acknowledge and say, wow, Lord, thank you. To be in that connection with him, throughout the day. And the last S, if you've managed to get them all, <laughs> but in, if we want to get to know the love of Jesus, it's, uh, the last one is one we might not always choose. It's in suffering. And if I were to ask you, what has driven you to the heart of God? Is it the joys or the hardships in your life? What would you say? Somehow it is. C.S. Lewis said that um, the, he said that God whispers to us in our pleasures, but he shouts to us in our pain. And there's something about God when he wraps his arms of comfort around you, when you're in the hardest time of your life. It is, he's shaping us to become more like him. And uh, James says that count it all joy when you fall into all these trials because there is an endurance that is growing in you. And he's shaping us, and he becomes very precious to you. And um, we maybe we could bring out Brian... We have one song to sing about this, and if there's maybe someone here tonight, you're going through a difficult time. 
There's a verse I want to share with you. Isaiah 45, verse 3 says this. I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in deep places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the one who's called you by name. Did you catch that? I will give you the treasures of what? Darkness. Most of us don't think of, well, I'll, yeah, Lord, give me darkness. No, but there's a treasure stored there somehow. And if we had a chance to talk to you, I bet you, many of you would say, here was a little gold nugget that I got during the hardest time of my life. That's the faithful God, and he's shaping us. The James 1.3 says, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy, for you know when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So we're going to sing this song and then just uh, move into the closing with the next. There's a tree standing tall by the river, giving fruit and shade to all around. Her roots are deep, her branches wide, children are laughing by her side.
Lord, I thank you that you are changing us as we get to know you better, Lord. I pray that there could be a woman here who's hurting right now. I pray that she will feel your love right now. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we have another half hour to go. Not really. <laughs> but we're just going to put it up here because Paula and Mary are going to come up in just a couple of minutes here and talk about connecting with others. And that's why we've got this all set up in the back. We were made for connection with God, but also what? For connection with one another. Not isolation. We've had enough of that with COVID, right? No, connection with others. The need for connection is hardwired into our souls. And the Bible says if we're walking in the light, if we're connected with God, we have fellowship with one another. That's why we need to be in these circles. And I can't tell you what joy it's been for us to be in small groups. I have a couple small groups with ladies, and then we have another group with uh, couples where you can be a member of a family, where you can be vulnerable and real, and they can help you grow and pray. I mean, we have a group where we pray for each other's children, the grandchildren that are hurting. We have celebrate the joys. Uh, Rick Brester, when he came home from Iraq, our whole team just had a rejoicing party. And then when his wife got cancer, <laughs> we became Val's pals. And we were like the hospice group that stood with her right until her dying breath. There's nothing like it, ladies. So I can't encourage you enough to find a small group. We've been isolated far too, too long, but to, there's just nothing like a small group where we can hear from each other and pray for each other and encourage each other. Hebrews 10.25 says this, Let us not forget meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Sonia and I are going to get the chance <laughs> to be able to support each other and be in a little group that we're calling The Well because, in fact, I never thought of it, Sonia, when I said the, turn the rock into springs of water. Yeah. I said, what's, I had said, Sonia, what should we call our little group, our Bible study? She said, how about The, the well. well? And I never thought of it. <laughs> out of the... Out of the innermost being will flow living water when we draw our connection mm -hmm. with Jesus. And so I'm excited for what God is going to do in all of us as we fill our souls, connecting with God on our own and throughout the day, filling the tank 
Someone said, a cup brimful of sweet water will not spill even one drop of bitter water, however suddenly jolted. You know? So we need to fill our souls with the living water from the moment we hop out of bed. Lord, I'm yours. And then walk through the day with him, but don't miss the assembling of together with yourselves, with other people, other women. And so let's be, uh, be signing up for something out there. But I just want to close uh, this, this evening with a prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you've made the first move towards us to reconnect our souls with you. And Lord, I pray that there could be some takeaway in one of these steps that a woman will take tonight to get closer to you. And even as we're quiet here, is there one step that maybe if you're in the dance with the Holy Spirit, he's tapping you on the shoulder and saying, There's, this step is one you should take. But maybe there's one woman here who says, you know, I'm more like that fake plant up there. I don't know if I really have life inside of me. Maybe you haven't taken the first step to admit that you're a sinner and believe that Jesus died for you personally. That first step of salvation. If you would like to take that step tonight, would you come up afterwards and talk to one of us? We have a little booklet that we want to give to you that just explains what it means. And if anybody would like prayer, Please come forward afterwards. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are here in this room. And I just pray that each woman will feel how deeply loved she is by you. That we could never fathom how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Jesus. Wrap your arms around each one of these women, Lord. May they experience you in ever-deepening ways, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So we'll be up here to talk to you afterwards. Thank you so wow. much, Paula. Wow, 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 right? <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow. Um, I couldn't help but think when they were singing that last song about the roots going deep, um, about these small groups, and Paula's going to talk about that in just a minute, because that is, that is our goal, that women's roots, their lives would grow deep into God's word, and that we would be able to grow deep with each other, and we could grow closer to God and to each other, and so we just hope that you'll consider um, taking that next step. I just want to point this out again. I, I thought about something. 
renewed as uh, the second Tuesday. That's what we said last year. And we kind of just want to steer you, your mind just a little bit away from that because actually our um, event in October on the 3rd, the boutique that Paula was talking about, that's actually on a Monday. And that was very strategic for us to change the days a little bit because there were a lot of women that couldn't come on Tuesday. And so these different events, Renewed is always on Tuesday, the Renewed event, but the events are kind of moving around to different days so that other women can come. So there's that. And then just one last announcement that I have is back at the resource table, we kind of touched on it a little bit last year, the foster families and um, the need that is in America, <laughs> but we're going to look at, you know, Erie County, Huron County, I'm sure. The need is so great, and I mentioned last year, too, it's very near and dear to my heart. I have a son that took, and his wife, four littles. They, they dropped off three, six, five, and 18 months, and then a month later, mom had another one, and my son and his wife took them. And it, we have had a seat, my family and I, up close and personal, as to what that really entails. And it's such a need. The kids, it just is like, oh, it's such a big thing. So we have that available if you're, if to sign up just for information, not to sign up to be a foster parent, but just to kind of explore the opportunity. It's very biblical to take care of the orphans and the widows. And so the chapel really stands behind that. And so, you know, that's out there too if you want to sign up for that. Yep. And then I just have two quick things. <clears throat> On the way out, you'll get uh, the women's boutique handout that you can have for your fridge, for your calendar, for your friends. We would strongly encourage you to take that. And then also um, the women's ministry fair out here. So this is small groups. All the groups that you'll see at those little tables, those are open groups. So many of the leaders that are leading those groups will be out there. Um, some of them couldn't make it tonight, but those are the available groups that we have right now, and they're at all three campuses. And so you will also get um, these two sheets of paper as you leave. This is the women's groups that are available, so these are written down. So if you're a processor and you want to take this home and think about which one you want to register for, that's great. Unlike last year, this year we're going to do a text-in registration. So the longer that you come to the chapel or visit the chapel, you'll notice that we do a lot of texting. And so the word that you will text in to register for a small group is the word belong. Like we want to belong. So um, if you struggle with this whole texting thing, that's okay because Brittany Wadsworth made this great little handy sheet that will walk you through how to text in to register. We're not going to give every one of you these, but these are at the resource table. If you have mom, daughter, grandma, somebody that doesn't understand this, this will help them. The biggest thing here is that when you text the word belong in the um, message that you're trying to text to the number, the chapel number, all the instructions will be in here, but um, when you text that, you hit send, and then you wait for a minute, and a link will come back to you. You click on the link. And then you can fill in the information. Just follow the instructions there. There's three drop-down menus, one for Sandusky, one for Norwalk, and one for San Portland. Right. So, um, so choose what you want. If you have questions, there's like, I don't know, contact me, call me, and we can do that. 
Our contact information is in here. We would love for you to get connected. Yes. So um, if you have questions, we'll be out there. If you need prayer or you have more questions about what it means to have a relationship with Jesus, we will be up here. So thank you. Have a great evening. Yeah, thank you.